0: Hi everybody, I'm Chef Phoebe and today I'm introducing you to one of the people on my familial team, um, which is basically my family that supports me. Um, This one is really important because this is my mother and this week is extra special. So first, I want to introduce you to my mother.
1: Say hi! Hello! It's great to be here. I'm very honored, of course. I am so proud of you. Thanks. But I'm
0: more proud of you because this week is super special, right?
1: Yes, it is. I will be graduating from college with my bachelor's degree, Rutgers University North Campus, and I am extremely happy. It's been a long road, and I am thrilled to say the least. Yes,
0: I am definitely excited for you and happy. We're going to do this whole big celebration thing in the backyard
1: because we just built brand new fire pits. And I am very happy. And a stone deck made out of chipped marble. We did it ourselves with my son, her brother, Odie, who is wonderful also and I'm very proud of also. So yes, that is going to be very fun. Yes.
0: Definitely. Uh, and Odie is also referred to as Draken, which you've heard me say a thousand times because I talk about his music constantly.
1: Yeah, is the bomb. I am his mother. So, of course, most of the time I call him by his Christian yeah. name. So, yeah. I apologize <laughs> to his fans if I sound lame, but I am his mom. So, you
0: know. No, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure we were all clear that I only have one brother. <laughs>
1: Yes, he is the same person. I am just his mother, so, you know, I'm old school. Yes. But, yeah, it's great to be here. I am so proud of you. I am so very proud of you. I am going to be so happy with the food. Those of you who are not familiar with this event, Diana will be basically hosting, and she will be cooking all of the food. I asked for sushi, which she is great at and we're gonna put some stuff on the barbecue of course on the new fire pits and i am absolutely thrilled and she is making me a ruckers cake the very familiar very beautiful very red ruckers are diana will be making for me yeah i am thrilled about that as well you will be seeing pictures of that definitely definitely yes
0: It's gonna go everywhere. I already practiced a little bit on like the shaping and the cutting of carving cake um, last week for Mother's Day um, with the tree. That went well, so I got my techniques down. Um, So I'm excited. I
1: did some practicing. Um, And it's gonna be fun. Those of you who don't know, the tree was my idea. The tree with the roots, I thought she could really do this because Deanna has been creative since she was a small child. And so I have absolutely no doubts whatsoever that she can do anything um, because she takes after her mother and I believe I can do anything, (laughs) but I knew she could do this and she can make it look really good. And she did. And I was blown away by the tree cake. I refer to it as the tree of life cake, especially since she presented it on Mother's Day. So it was like the tree of life. Cake. It was absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. Food is a really big pleasure in life. I think that's why during the pandemic, so many people turn to food because you can be creative with it it's comforting, it's familiar, it's cultural. Food is such a all-encompassing thing that we value it so much in every culture, no matter how rich you are, poor you are. Even if you don't know how to cook, you still value food of some kind, whether you be vegan, raw food, uh, pescatarian, whatever it is, you value food in some way that's different from everything else in your life. Like music, you know, there are certain things that we need. We might not even, and not just so you can eat and survive, but food plays a role in how happy
0: we are. I I like using food as inspiration. I actually uh, just got to narrow down my larger goal. They make us like pick goals and we do all these seminars. And I realized like mine is like to inspire people like through my cooking, No matter what it is, like you can be inspired. Inspired by a plate of food if you're thinking of a song or if you just like decided ah this is great it reminds me of my childhood you think about something you start a whole new career it doesn't matter but like food can inspire you in ways you wouldn't expect to be honest
1: yeah it would i think that um for those of you who probably don't know this i applied to both law school and business school and you know i own a few businesses throughout my life, Um, starting very young. But I think that food um, has been incorporated into a more dynamic aspect of society on so many levels. Number one, and I'm not advertising this in any way, and I don't own one, I wanna say that, full disclosure. (laughs) But I think that, apple has made a profound impact on the way we see food like you said you can look at a plate of food or a particular food not even a plate of food but a particular food a particular item a piece of fruit or a, a vegetable or something and it's usually fruit for some reason yeah. but people are inspired by that they see something that's clean something that's wholesome I mean, food is really a good marketing tool. Uh, we spoke, remember, the other day about that new mattress, the avocado <laughs> avocado. <laughs> avocado clean mattress. And I'm just like, OK, here we go. No, avocado green mattress was what it was. So yeah, food is very inspiring. It can make you feel like going on a diet. It can make you feel like you're already beautiful. It can make you feel like partying. You can look at any type of food, a drink or a plate or just a piece of fruit or vegetable and you're inspired to feel a certain way. And marketing experts now know this very well. Very well.
0: Um, if you notice, like a lot of commercials have either like nice sceneries
1: or tasty food. <laughs> yeah yeah especially a lot you know i I love my tiny house uh shows i've been watching them for the last week since i took my last final and when you're watching the show if whether they're actually because i'm also a realtor so if you go into a house and you're going to view this house there's always a bowl of either pretty green apples because green apples represent fresh new and wholesome you know, healthy, it's a clean environment. You'll Mm -hmm. feel good here. Um, Or there's a basket of bread, which says family and, you know, just congeniality. So food plays a big role in a lot of things that we might not think about.
0: Yeah, or like how they always say they bake cookies when they're doing um, staging homes.
1: Yes, and when you move into a neighborhood, um, some neighborhoods, some not. But some neighborhoods, and people will bring you food. Yes. Uh, when you get sick, people will bring you food. When someone passes away, people will bring you food. Food is an offering for a lot of different things. Yeah,
0: it is. Whether it's good or bad, um, food just seems to support your emotion and endeavors along the way. Um, like when you think about college, everyone thinks about the starving college students. It's like ramen noodles or like takeout, like food just surrounds everything in some way.
1: Yeah, there's a common thing that I'm sure most college graduates or people who are in college now, uh, no it's called the freshman 15. You gain that 15 pounds as a freshman because um if you're not a student athlete you know but a lot of people gain that 15 pounds because in high school you might have been running around having fun and you know academics wasn't as serious as it is your freshman year there's an adjustment there's stress there's cortisol which leads to weight gain because you're stressed um and then there's the fact that you're sitting reading typing snacking noshing and eating a lot more than you were before And so that freshman 15 is a huge thing that everybody knows about. It's very common. A lot of the times it's more than 15 pounds, but yeah, it's common because food is comforting and it's there and you're sitting and you're stressed and it comforts you and it's accessible. So this whole ramen noodle thing is like, okay, maybe. But from what I see, if you go into dorm rooms, you'll see some ramen noodles, but you'll see some snacks as well. And people are packing on that 15 pounds of more than just ramen, definitely.
0: Yeah, I feel like the ramen to like dinner, but everything else is just snacks and junk food yeah, the entire day.
1: And there's stuff that they're putting in the ramen. It is. <laughs> yes. yeah, it's comforting, definitely. Yeah.
0: But speaking of schools, this last what has it been like a year. schools have been online, which makes things even more difficult. Like imagine being stuck in your house on a computer. We
1: have experienced it firsthand all of us definitely
0: <laughs> between like food and ugh, it's just a lot. So turning to, like you said earlier, people turn to food and like learning to make something, or I know a lot of people learn to make bread. Um, Luckily I had just had a class on bread making, so I didn't have to like learn from scratch. So it was a lot of that, but I did make like a lot of like bread, um, different kinds of bread.
1: I think bread is a universal comfort food. It, it's it's a universal comfort food. Um, if you talk about for hundreds of years, there's been this idea that if you have neighbors or even enemies, you can Kind of diffuse the situation by breaking, breaking bread. bread. Yeah, bread. Everybody gets a piece. In the Bible, it was uh, you know fish and loaves of bread. And, you know, so bread is the ultimate comfort food because it's been around so long, so many cultures, and you can sustain life with it literally. So yeah, it's definitely the ultimate comfort food. So I think that's why everybody turned to it say bread. <laughs> you can literally feel comforted with bread and something on top of it, whether it be avocado toast or butter or jelly, jam, honey, like bread. Yeah. yeah. Some olive oil.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's so many different kinds. Um, you can also like notice it based on like geography, different types of bread um, that they like to make even though like most bread recipes you can make them almost anywhere because basic bread are the same ingredients it's just that they decide to do something different you get a completely different texture and different style of bread you can kind of narrow down like where a large group of people are from if they like go deep into their like archives of bread recipes
1: and, and what they use too, the different types of grain they use because the grain is different. The United States is not the best. We might be the worst at preserving the integrity of the grain, um, the wheat grain, even corn. We, we're not very good at that. So I think bread in, in other countries and regions of the world is definitely superior because the grain that they're utilizing is superior to that of the united states and so um that's a really good point i would really rather have bread that that existed outside of the united states the the bread at whole foods is pretty good because they use a, a good wheat um but then you know it's expensive and every household can't afford to go buy bread from certain designer goods suppliers. So, um, and it's a shame that grain, good grain has become a designer. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's the United States. That's the world we live in. But it's people like you who are focused on the integrity of the food that really can push To say hey this is ridiculous and we need to be health driven and the people who eat bread in other countries aren't as fat and aren't as unhealthy and aren't as at risk for different allergies and such because they don't have the you know the grain that really supports wellness and so it's people like you and this next generation of um, chefs that can really help to bring even more focus on that and that's good
0: That's really good. Yeah, it's a lot about um, how to use ingredients. And a big part of it is not wasting things and also not being too quick when it comes to quality. Like Everyone wants everything to grow super fast, um, which is where we lose a lot of quality. Um, And also taste as well. You think, oh, it's convenient but you're losing nutrients and yeah. everything that, if it takes a year to grow, let it take a year to grow. <laughs> like, otherwise you're cutting it in half and you're basically cutting everything that's good for you in half and doubling anything that could be wrong. Yeah.
1: We want to be masters of the universe and we want to take over the job of the earth. The earth has already decided how these things work. And we want to change that without changing us. And that's impossible because we, we grow and are nourished from these things. So if we change that, then we change the nourishment. We change our brain chemistry. We change the DNA that we pass down over generations. I don't think people quite understand that when you change the food, you change your DNA. You change the DNA that you pass on. Um, There was a study uh, when they started to spray uh, insecticides, I won't name any because I don't want you to get sued. (laughs) But when they started to spray fields with insecticide back in the 50s I believe it was. And um, it was one family, they had never had a case of hemophilia in their family, ever now they have several generations that suffer from hemophilia, and so what we use to grow and change and manipulate the food sources uh we pass down from generation to generation and it, it actually affects the quality of life for generations to come and not just that but it, it affects society as a whole, because we don't have people, if we don't have healthy people to run society, we don't have a healthy society. And if you compound that, and, and it, it happens over and over again in several societies, we don't have a strong healthy world. And that's scary. And it all boils down to food. Yeah,
0: it does. It's- Side is definitely based on food. Like, with places where there aren't enough of it. Or, like, for example, I learned this the other day. Last week in class. Um, A long time ago, it's just like, what is it? I don't remember the other one. But lobster, things that we find to be a luxury now, were given to prisoners on a daily basis. Because It was so much of it, and it was considered just trash. And the prisoners actually rioted because they did not want lobster anymore.
1: Yes, I'm familiar with that. That is very interesting. I remember when I first learned that, and your father who, um, I don't know if everybody knows about your father. He's also a cook, and he, he worked as a seafood manager at a very large chain supermarket when he was growing up. And we ate a lot of lobster and shrimp and you know he was the manager and he um he cooked a lot of you know seafood and so we we ate a lot of seafood but i was very cognizant of how much lobster cost So i remember when i found that out and i was just like oh my god is this real these people (laughs) rebelled and rioted because they were eating too much lobster that is so funny
0: Mm they didn't know it's kind of like what the people at the top deemed to be like not worthy and give to poor people then they're like oh this is crap but all of a sudden something flips and it's like oh this is a luxury now um there's like another grain of something i can't remember exactly what it is i don't think it's corn but it's something that um they used to give to like uh Slaves, um, poor people, that they didn't want to eat it no more. And now we enjoy it as a luxury. I can't remember what that one is. But Go
1: ahead. I'm sorry.
0: It's fine. It's, things like this happen all the time. So I just find it extremely funny that people at the top deem something that's useless. And they're saying crap. So if they were giving lobster to prisoners, what the hell were they eating that was so great. just saying another
1: thing that was uh is prominent in history that fits that category um are organ meats organ meats were not popular with upper and middle class americans It, it bacon was not popular either um i'm so it tickled when people were like a goose liver pate pate uh, organ meats were not popular at all it was during the war i believe it was world war one or either the korean war i can't quite place which war but i know it was a war um that organ meats became popular and they were actually it was marketing people would go on, you know, marketers would go on television and make commercials and, oh, you can feed your family, you know, liver, liver, people would never eat liver. And all of a sudden, um, liver with onions became popular and and it was just marketing. You can market anything. Like, literally, you can market anything. And when people say that, um, you know, they could never live in a certain place, the reality is human beings can get used to anything. Literally, they can get used to anything and once they do it becomes the norm so yeah i i was really intrigued about organ meats because i thought yeah like you said um organ meats were given to slaves and people who were indigenous and um really were not given opportunities to indulge in the foods of the upper class I want to call them that but yeah and then all of a sudden now goose liver pate is like you know something that's served in the upper crust party, uh, some kind of gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the topped beautiful- with caviar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? and, and so I, that is so odd. So yeah.
0: Odd. Oh, and another thing is chicken wings. They used to literally throw chicken wings away.
1: <laughs> that scares me because I love a wing.
0: Yes, they used to throw them away. They would deemed as nothing. They wouldn't even use them to make stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which says a lot. And then some person decided to make them. And all of a sudden, they became expensive. Chicken. There's actually a shortage. I learned this last week in class. There's a shortage of chicken wings. So they're really high right now. Yeah, they
1: are really high right now. I was just in the supermarket. I I find that's another good case of marketing. The Super Bowl is chicken wing. That is like this chicken wing Mm -hmm. holiday. Like, seriously, you can't get a wing. They're not on sale during the Super Bowl. Um, Some people can't even eat a slice of pizza without ordering a side of wings. Mm -hmm. So I find that so intriguing. I did not know that I learned something today, which is my favorite thing to do. So that is really funny. The chicken wing. Yes,
0: it was trash. (laughs) I was, like, so surprised. I'm like,
1: seriously? Because people are obsessed with them now. They are. They are truly obsessed with them. You have me thinking. I don't think that's on the menu for my graduation. I'm kind of shook. You know, I like a wing on a barbecue. Yeah. On a barbecue, seriously. Anyway. But there's probably enough. Food my
0: yes, we have a tendency to have like food for like 20 people, but there are only like what seven of us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a habit that's that's something that came down in the generations because my grandmother had six kids and so your your grandmother was used to my grandmother is daisy phillips your grandmother is diane um it's it's something she was used to she was the oldest girl so she was used to helping cook and this wasn't a, a black family who was lacking anything This wasn't, oh, six kids and they struggled. There wasn't much of a struggle. There was a lot of hard work, so there wasn't a struggle to feed them. And so they ate well. They lived well. They, you know. And so your grandmother was used to cooking for a lot of people. And I was an only child. And so even though I was an only child, I learned how to cook for a lot of people, even though I only had two children. And so now... It's just something we have to, we're actually trying to scale down and learn how to do less of that. (laughs) We are. But it's just something that passed out in the generations because we fortunately were people blessed with abundance. And now it's time to scale that part of our lives down. The, you know, it's nice to have choices, but you don't have to have so much abundance of each choice because that's not healthy. And, and it's really, it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. And then things have to go in the freezer. Uh, yes. I know Gumma, yeah. which
1: is my grandmother. I call her Gumma since
0: I was little and I'm not changing now. But I know Gumma usually has things in the freezer for like, for like Christmas.
1: Yes, she does. And like
0: she pulls it out and like, oh, I'm going to have lasagna with yes. something else. <laughs> like she's always ready
1: yeah the thing that's scary is for me because i am now a single woman i live alone in, in in a nice you know home um and i host i you know your father and i when we were together we were hosting the holidays and all of the parties Uh, Now that I'm single, I still would host everything in my house. And you will start to feel this too, because these duties are going to fall on your lap. Uh, Just a fair warning, but (laughs) as the host, even after everyone eats a couple of times, um there's always that thing people don't get to it's usually some dessert because they've eaten a lot of you know and they've had like one or two desserts so they don't get to something else that's why we're scaling down because we don't need four desserts yeah we don't need four different meat choices four huge different meat choices we don't really need all of that for seven of us for god's sake but um as the host you get stuck with this overflow of food and when you get stuck with an overflow of food coming from an African-American community, you usually eat that food for a few days or you freeze it like my mother does, or you, you know, but it's not healthy for the host who is usually I, because I'm stuck with a lot of this food. Even after you guys said, we don't, they don't take plates home, people. They don't <laughs> take home plates. They literally take home a A silver aluminum pan full of food, one full of food and one full of desserts per person. So each person is taking home two aluminum pans, even if they came together and live in the same house. And so after that, I am still left with a lot of food. And so this is one of the reasons that we say, Okay, it's time to scale down because I am blowing up like a balloon. Well, and it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't
0: make any sense. Yeah. Oh my god. I was in here on Easter and like everybody walked out
1: and I'm like, wait a minute, all this macaroni gotcha, cheese with my clothes. That's first posting. Yes. You feel my pain. Yeah. I was like, where
0: are you people going? This is so much food. And, and but you know, uh, Drake took all of it, so it, it was fine. Well, yeah. not all of it, but he took like most of it because yeah. that me. he's tall. He's like six something. So. he's
1: very But the thing is, he doesn't do that. I'm his mother, and he won't take everything out of here. It's like he'll, I guess, because I'm his mother, he tries to like you know, be amenable. You know. Oh yeah,
0: nah, he come in here and just start eating shit.
1: <laughs> he literally, this is funny, people. He has a key to her apartment.
0: It's, it's
1: not funny. <laughs> she comes to my house, which we live in this house. I, I own a two-family house, so she lives in an apartment, I live in the other one, which is a great arrangement, because after this, we're going to get the yard ready for my party. But... She comes to my house like your son just broke in my house. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he literally sticks his key in the front door and walks in. No knock, no ring of the doorbell, just a key and a walk in. And I'm like, well, you have to, you know, you have to tell him not to do that. He would not do that to me. He'll ring the bell, call. (laughs) He's so polite, but not to you.
0: Uh, it was freaking ridiculous. Come sitting there. I'm like halfway on the call and halfway getting Luna ready, and all of a sudden, a giant six foot man just walks through the door. <laughs> that is not okay in any situation. No,
1: that is not
0: okay. That is not okay. I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah.
1: You. That's a brother thing. I don't have one of those. Um. So, you know, your grandmother has four. I feel for you people. Sounds
0: oh, no. Like, nah, nah. It's too many. Four. Four. Too many. I'm
1: good. I'm
0: too old and too younger. So that's the dynamic. Oh, <laughs>
1: no. No. <laughs> It'll be and, good. And yeah. a little sister.
0: Oh, God. Oh, my God. I used to want a little sister. <laughs> I used to. Uh, Before before when he was born, I'd be like, oh, yeah, another girl. I I still remember being (laughs) so small and so heartbroken that he was born.
1: (laughs) But I don't remember that. I remember you guys being absolutely the closest siblings I had ever Even to this day, you guys are really close. But the two of you were so close. Even when you were a teenager, you guys would fight. I could see the pain in his face that you were now a teenager and didn't want to bother with him as much. But I would still walk past your room and he would be in your room and you guys would be talking and looking at something. And you of course you had periods when it was like get out of my room and you all yeah, would fight and stuff. But you two were really close to be six years apart. And it was really nice to watch. As a parent, it was so nice to watch. To be that far apart, yeah. It was nice to watch. Yeah, people,
0: like, say this all the time. And I'm just like, I I don't know. It's just, you know, he's an asshole, but he's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's a good dude. He's young. He's about to be 19. Yeah. Um, Yeah. he went through, we we all went through some transitions, but I think he went through a transition of... of, um, divorce you were older you were 15 16 he was 10 years old so i think he went through a lot and we don't really see um it affects you differently at 10. trust me i was 11 when my parents got divorced it's a different deal it's a totally different deal it's totally different you were a couple of years from venturing out on your own and he was just Coming out of being a small child, oh, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was. He went through a huge transition, and I understood it. Um, and then I was just so focused on getting an education and getting a better job. It, it was just the focus of okay, I, you know, have to keep this life going and you know everything going. And your father was, you know, he was there, you know, regardless of what he's doing, but. It's it's difficult. Divorce is difficult. It's, it's difficult. And he he came up out of that really good. I'm really proud of him. I'm so proud of you two. Being born to a city, you know, your fans may not know this, but I was 16 when I had Dionne. I was I turned 17 a month after, a month and a few days after I had, Deonna. and. I was determined to make a life for them that didn't resemble the life of most 16-year-olds in the future who had children. I didn't I didn't want them to have a life that resembled any of that, and it did not. <laughs> there were aspects of it that were like, "Okay, she's a bit much." I was a bit much because I was so scared that you guys would have a life that resembled what I had seen in other people's homes. Not necessarily mine, but other people's homes. And that was my focus, to make sure that you guys did not step foot into a public school. That was a big deal for me. That took a lot of work. Me and your father, uh, that took a lot of work. I remember being 18, 18... Just turning 19 years old and you were two, I wanted to make sure education was like the top thing on my list. Well, all my friends were buying all these fancy clothes. Some of them had children, too. And, and buying all the kids all these fancy clothes. And you had nice clothes. I was looking at your pictures like, wow. <laughs> but I remember you were two and your father and I were paying thirty-five dollars a week. For you to go to school. And we had our first little apartment. Our apartment was only $400 a month. So we were paying more for you to go to school at two years old. Than we were paying for an apartment. That's how important education was to me. Because I knew that was the only route out of some crazy lifestyle that I had no absolutely there was no way you were going to be subjected to that So that was the focus that was the focus and that was the focus and you guys came out great I, I'm so happy I'm very happy I can just leave and go to a desert island and drink mojitos and <laughs> leave you guys here you will be fine you can cook for everybody and he can do everybody's electronic
0: work he can do it. He get to do all the complicated stuff. It's so funny. He can do, like, all types sh- I can imagine myself doing. But then he'd be, like, trying to fumble, plug in the HDMI for it. Like, dude. <laughs> it's like me and, like, math. It comes in handy when you have to, like, mentally convert, convert um, ingredients. Um, like, adjusting from using a scale... No, from using cup measurements to a scale is a big thing, um, but now I can't go back because scales are everything. <laughs> I, just, I just can't. Um, there's also like um, a concept of, uh, we have like these court containers in class, and court containers, four cups, so if I need like two cups of something, like of water, or liquid, I'm saying liquid, not dry ingredients, people. Don't do this with dry ingredients. But like of liquid, I just like fill the core container like halfway up. And this is also when like regular cooking. I wouldn't do this when baking. Mm. Um baking is precise. But if you fill the core container halfway up, you have two cups.
1: I am so intrigued with your ability to cook and create and bake because I i don't know i lost the whole loving to i used to love it when you guys were little i think it's just i love you guys <laughs> well, i love you guys and i wanted to make things for you guys that you liked and you know let's try this let's do this and that was when all of the new gadgets the sandwich maker the belgian waffle maker remember we used to we had all of that stuff and it was like okay let's try this now, oh my God, I will pop something into an oven that came in a giant bag from <laughs> Costco so quickly. It is ridiculous. And just make some broccoli really thick because you can steam frozen broccoli really quickly. Throw some turmeric and a little bit of garlic something over it. And I am so very happy. I The idea of cooking, it just is like, oh God. But I look at you and I'm like, did she really just make this cake and these cupcakes? It is amazing. I think it is absolutely amazing. And I am absolutely happy that you are now the one in charge of all of that. Thank you.
0: Yeah, no problem. It's, it's fun. I find it fun. Now, when people say things are fun, it does not mean that that's not hard hardworking fault. People get this confused. It's like, oh, you like cooking. <laughs> not bro. Making a cake, I usually stop at like 3 in the morning sometimes if it's like a lot of decorations. And sometimes I start at 2 in the afternoon. Okay, this is mostly like balancing like my son. But like it still takes me a while to get it done. It's not like snapping fingers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think if someone, anyone who thinks that because you think something is fun, it's easy. I think that anybody who has, excuse me, that mind state hasn't really done too much because most of the things that you really find pleasurable as a a personally pleasurable take an enormous amount of energy. People who like to ski, they use enormous amounts of energy. Um, People who like research, that takes enormous amounts of energy. People who like to bake cakes from scratch like you, that takes enormous amount. When I say from scratch, I mean the color of the icing i am absolutely amazed by you uh, so i think anybody who thinks something that you find fun is easy they need to get out and do some things <laughs> they need to try some things, and they need to experience life with it because i can't really think of anything that i like to do that's easy yeah, and i right. like to do a lot of stuff you know none of it is easy none of it is easy
0: oh god <laughs> Even my son likes the complicated things. He likes these trains, but he always wants to put them together. But he can never put them together. But like he'll sit there and try to put them together. He'll get mad when they don't stay together. But like he has to have them together. And he doesn't always want you to help him either. Yes. Like at that young of an age, which he's almost three, and I can't believe it. Time flies too fast and it should rewind. Um, but he still like this complicated thing. He was building this Lego thing the other day. I think yesterday, I, like, looked in his room. It was this complicated. Like, oh, I do I just walked out. I was like, I'm going to let him do that because it was so cute, and he was so concentrating. Um, but he, you can tell he couldn't figure out where everything went, but he was still going. He did that for, like, a good 30 minutes <laughs> uninterrupted. For a two-year-old, 30 minutes uninterrupted is, like, a yes. long time.
1: That's a long time.
0: I'm yes. telling you.
1: That's a, a blessing. The fact that he knows how to focus for that long is the absolute blessing. But I think once he, you know, once he goes to school, because you're saying you, you're going to start in school. Once he gets acclimated with the idea of coaching, coaches are very valuable. So you know, he needs, you know, he can start playing a little sport, not football. probably. Not oh, football, no, no, thank brain. Brain. you. No, brain. no. Brain is very valuable. Uh, but coaching is a, a good thing. I just actually learned this myself, so studying for the LSAT, because I'm like my grandson. I want to figure it out myself. But the LSAT instructor was explaining that coaching is a good thing. When you play a sport, the coach will stop you when you do something wrong. Show you how to get your footing or how to do this move and then tell you to continue. They don't just let you figure it out yourself. That's a waste of time. Yeah, and I thought about it like that is so true, and it is. It was a lot of wasted time trying to sit there and figure these things out myself when I'm paying thousands of dollars for <laughs> coaching. And so I thought that is very true. They will stop you with hey, that stop right there. They'll show you how to take that step, and then they'll tell you, okay, continue. And if you don't get it again, they say, okay, stop, back up, try it again. And so coaching is very valuable. It, it saves you time, and then you can get it done right. You know, and I thought I had never thought about that before. And I'm 41 years old, so you know, you know, it's never too late to learn. But coaching is extremely valuable. So I think once he gets to the point where he's in a school setting or he starts to play a little sport, that's why kids playing sports is important. Um, they'll learn, he'll learn coaching so it, he'll understand, okay, show me how to do this now so I can do it correctly from then on you
0: know? yeah yeah so he'll you know okay. yes I totally agree on coaching. Um, it just reminded me of how like you don't have to go to culinary school to be like a great chef but that coaching aspect is something that's just amazing. Like I said, I, I got to learn bread, um, before the pandemic. I felt like I would have learned it regardless of whether I had taken that bread course. But having taken that bread course, you learn all the finer touches. And like you said, stop. That's not how that goes. Try it again. Um, and when you have that, it's just you pick up on it. You have it now. And then you take it and you multiply it.
1: Mm-hmm. I think foundational learning is important because you learn the basics and once you learn the basics and you really learn the basics, not just observe someone else do it. That's, that's, that's the big difference. Between it. But you learn the practical side of it. You get to do it with your own hands and, you know, then it opens the door to creativity. Whereas if you never learn a foundational method, you're not going to have much creativity you're just going to be stumbling along in the basics Mm -hmm. you know and so i think people need to really understand education because there's this whole thing where oh i don't need to go get a college and i'm not saying that everybody should go to college that's not what i'm saying but you do need to learn some stuff whether you decide to do it in a college setting or not you need to learn some stuff because fumbling around through life trying to learn some stuff as you go is not comparable to having a foundation of education and expanding what you already know two different things and one is a little more valuable than the other based on how you want to live your life you know no judgment everybody wants to live their life differently some people want to go along and learn as they go but i think in a society where um we're facing times we've never seen before foundation is everything you have you build on foundation if you have no foundation you cannot build and these times you need some foundation (laughs) you definitely need some foundation so build foundation people trust me learn something and expand on that and take opportunities Mm -hmm. as they come This is saying in business, say yes to everything because you have nothing to lose. So say yes. If somebody says, can you do this job for me? Yes. (laughs) If you don't know how to do it, say yes. Go try to figure it out quickly. If you think you can figure it out quickly, do it. If you don't, go back to them and say, oh, something else came up. But say yes to every opportunity you get. Then as you've made it and you have become successful, you start to sift like flour. You sift out the things that you just don't have time for, won't be lucrative enough for you to do, um, don't make sense um, on the road to where you're going. But in the beginning, say yes. Opportunity is everything in the beginning. Say yes. Say, yes.
0: say yes. Yeah, we had a, um, a speaker that did something similar. Like, in the beginning, say yes. Like, always say yes. And then later on, learn to say no. Mm -hmm. But, like, saying yes um, opens you to, like, different possibilities that you didn't even know were there. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a culinary speaker. I talked about how, like, you don't know. A lot of people think, oh, when you go into the culinary field, you're going to be in the kitchen. There are, like, thousands of opportunities of what you might be doing. And if you just... Go and thinking you're going to be in the kitchen you'll never see the other opportunities that you might enjoy more mm-hmm.
1: exactly you know, there are some very important very very impactful people out in that dining area <laughs> there really are you know that the people who sit down at those tables and eat the food they are who you are really working for And so, yeah, get out there, say hello, you know, pass by, you know, you want to be able to, and you want to be able to know how to set a plate down at a table too. You know, you want to be able to know how to carry food out. You know, you can own your own restaurant and be short on staff and really need the Mm -hmm. tables, you know, so you should know every aspect of everything.
0: Yes. That's why they make us take table service. Because there's nothing, if you watch like, food competitions where they have to like serve where servers are responsible for serving the chef dish there's nothing more important than the way that plate hits the table in front of a guest because if it's upside down it just ruins the whole experience that a chef has built how you eat it is important like a plate needs to hit the table in the right way to just expand the experience
1: yeah, I, I personally don't like to have to, I remember when you guys were little, even though we were young parents, it was important for us to make sure because I grew up um, having to know How to sit at the table and eat and use utensils. It was important for us to make sure you guys dined in restaurants that have water glasses and more than one course. It was very important. And I remember uh, a friend of mine was like, oh, let's take them out somewhere nice to eat. And she was like, we'll go to Chili's. And I'm like, Chili's is not a freaking restaurant. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Chili's is great, people. Don't sue my daughter. But what I'm saying is-
0: It's not a restaurant. No,
1: a, a fast food establishment with tables and chairs and a bar is not a restaurant. It is not fine dining. It is, uh, it is fast food on a hot
0: plate. That is yep. what. Yep. If you go into those kitchens, everything is got. they basically prepped when it comes into the kitchen. Um, they're not really making anything from from like scratch. Everything they get their bread shipped in. I'm pretty sure like IHOP's pancake batter comes to them as batter already. We talked about this, but you you know if it's completely different from making batter in house. Plus there's the one aspect of, um, if you have a small diner um, and they make their pancake batter every like day, their pancake batter is gonna be a tiny bit different, no matter what, same recipe, same, it's gonna be a little bit different. Like, but it'll be still good, but it'll just be different. You don't really get that with chain restaurants. It's always the same. I mean, sometimes the quality is, like, worse than it was before. You're trying to figure out why. But that's that's a kitchen thing. We're not going to get into that. But it's the same. You don't get that homey, nice-touch feeling.
1: No, no. And the, the, the quality of the the meats, the quality of the ingredients is totally
0: Mm-hmm. that's why you're getting it for that price yes. and that's why there's a tablet where you play games at the table because you're in that type of vibe Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're not going to get a quality steak topped with shrimp and a side of fried shrimp for $12.99
0: absolutely not <laughs> that, First one, it's more than $12.99 worth of work in the kitchen to yes. peel and clean all these shrimp alone trust me I've done it a lot did a lot of seafood this semester. That, <laughs> well, 99 ain't cutting it.
1: No, it is not. And I, I just look at the... I, it, I remember saying this to you guys years ago. Before, I think it was before you even went into culinary. And I remember saying it to my mother when I would look at the commercials and they would have commercials for steaks. And their particular restaurants, I'm not gonna name, but they would have pictures of steaks and ribs and... And uh, corned beef or pastrami or something of that nature. And you could visibly see that that is not the texture of that cut of meat. And I remember saying, oh my God, there's going to be a generation, a few generations now, but a generation of kids and people who think that that is what a cut of pastrami looks like they're literally not going to know what that meat is supposed to look like because they're watching this commercial and they're thinking that is quality meat. Mm-hmm. And that bothered me so much because I'm like, what is that? that? That doesn't even resemble what they're calling it. But there's going to be a generation of people who think that that is what it is and yeah. if you really think about it i'm sure that i i was susceptible to that too i was born in 79 so the generations before me were probably looking like that is not what that is supposed to look like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but it's even worse now like it's, that is not a red people It's not a red
0: oh my god it's not, first, oh my, i'm not i'm not gonna go there because i'm not you don't like want-
1: <laughs> We don't wanna get
0: sued. I haven't
1: finished law school yet. I'm not gonna
0: go there. But it's <laughs> just not. Um God. Even if you make them at home and you make them not well, it's gonna taste better than those. Yeah. Promise you. Yeah.
1: It's not even really meat is it's
0: I <laughs> honestly you know, I don't know what the hell it is.
1: I have a really <laughs> Hannibal Lecter fans. So anyone who knows a uh, Hannibal Lecter, um, it, I think it was uh, Hannibal. Was it the movie Hannibal when he told the little boy on the plane? He said, "I don't." The little boy told him, "I don't like the food they gave." You know, the airplane food. And Hannibal told him, "It's not even food." And from my understanding of worth the word means, you know, that's what I see. It's Like this isn't really food. And even though you're getting meat in a package at the supermarket, oh, there's a lot in there other than meat. They just recalled some pork chops. And I'm looking at this pack of pork chops, and they look like pork chops. And they recalled them because of the soy content. And I thought, the soy content? What the hell is the soy content in a pack of fresh pork chops? Yeah, so uh you know be careful about what you eat what you buy what you purchase what you're feeding to your kids and what's affecting your genetic makeup that you're passing down from generation to generation
0: yes definitely important uh, and where you're getting it from from yeah. is very important
1: and know that when you pick up a steak in the supermarket and it's super red, that is not blood. <laughs> that is not the, a fresh cut of meat. It is so red and bloody. It looks so fresh. No. They add colors. It. Yeah.
0: Color. It's colored. Everything. Yeah. It's colored. Um, because people are... so it comes back to commercializing everything they're like so drawn to oh that's how it's supposed to look That like when they get into the supermarket and it doesn't look that way they don't buy it even though it's better
1: mm-hmm. and it's not supposed to look the way you think it is nope that is called marketing <laughs> that is called marketing and if you think they're not doing it with fresh food you are mistaken apples are not that glossy when they come off the tree they add wax to them to make them glisten in the light as you walk into the supermarket and you think, oh, they're so fresh and pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They no. have wax. Yep. Edible wax. So, yes. So, you
0: know, that, there, that's why most people think that you're like taking home these fruits. So like just rinse them from like, no. <laughs> they're not, you have to wash <laughs> to get yeah. the wax off. I mean, again, it is edible wax as much as you can, you know, Say that it
1: is edible according to the <laughs> FDA, which is yeah. a lot of things that are not approved in European countries. So take that into consideration. People should stop leaning on the FDA's notion of what is safe because the FDA sucks. Please do not sue me or my child. The FDA, this this, you know, we have the First Amendment here in America. You know people don't see us yet. But I can say what i um the fda should not be leaned on to provide safety for yourself or your family um you should be doing research yourself into the additives that are used in your food you should be paying attention you the fda has a whole list of things that are approved for food and cosmetics in the united states that are not in other countries and some of the other countries are not as wealthy as the United States, just smarter. <laughs> so um, the FDA is not the end all, it's not the catch-all for your safety. It is not.
0: Yeah. God, so many things are out that just it's just meant how many things have to be recalled. And if they were safe from the beginning. Why aren't they safe now? Just think about that.
1: (laughs) And a lot of these studies, when they they have these so-called studies, I'm doing air quotes, people. These so-called studies that are done are done by the industries that are producing these products. (laughs) There is not going to be a non-biased study of a product that is produced by the industry or the manufacturer in a lot of <laughs> instances that are actually producing the product. If I'm producing a product and you ask me to study it and tell you if it's safe, now personally, I, I would say, okay, we're not going to give this to people if you know if something happens, but I don't like that. Um, but most people who haven't invested millions and billions of dollars into a product, and research and development and all of a sudden it's like well you know it may kill ten thousand out of a million people well let's just run with it and they will sell you this and the fda they will they will send this study to the fda that says everything is good and a lot of people don't understand too that a lot of the people who sit on the board of the fda and they sit in those conference rooms They literally are people who work for these big food and drug companies. Mm -hmm. There's a severe overlap of authority when it comes to finding out what is valuable, what is safe, and selling you things. These people work for the FDA and for the companies that are selling you things. That is Horrific to be quite simple, horrific.
0: Yeah, people don't realize that a lot of the companies are selling these things are also on the board of testing them.
1: Yes, which
0: means, uh, yeah, and they're they also in Congress.
1: Yeah, they're also in the, the halls of Congress and all those places that you think they should definitely not be. They are there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Scary. So say something that's cheerful after we've just totally wrecked everyone's day with the fact that the governing board of trustees who's supposed to be helping them decide what's safe is not. Apples are still good for you, even though they're shiny.
0: Yeah, you can see the apples. (laughs) Uh, They make great apple pies. If you add some ginger to that, it brings it to another (laughs) level. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, you got to be aware of these things, but not stress and drown in them. Because if you're drowning them, you won't be able to get to land. That's
1: what you I'm gotta
0: saying. Live. You got to live, people. You got to live. Bite that apple. Go and okay. Yeah. Wrench the wax off. Then
1: bite it. Yes. Wax. <laughs> some baking soda soaking in some baking soda for a few minutes you know baking soda removes a lot of toxins that they spray you know baking soda is great it's a little better than
0: than Yeah. also i know many people are aware of this but like you should not be washing all of your fruit at once you should be washing it as you eat it for starters if you have your grapes in the refrigerator you wash them all when you come home they're likely to go bad and grow mold faster because moisture grows bacteria. You wash them as you eat them and they'll last longer. Mm-hmm. Fun tip.
1: And please, people, don't be like me and buy more than you actually are going to get to. Because I'm really starting to cut down on food waste, um, having raised two children and a home of four people. Um, I'm slowly get used to just buying enough for one person and we waste a lot of food as Americans so if you don't think you're gonna get to it buy fruit I've started buying frozen vegetables and fruits I find it's more um, it's better for me
0: yeah. I like I like frozen fruits um we're doing this thing um I'm just calling it fruit soup but I just like blend some fruit <laughs> but some like uh for lunar, I, do, I do it with like a little water, tiny little lemon juice. And it's like blueberry, I did blueberries, like blueberry soup. He, he likes it cause he thinks it's like resemblance of ice cream, which I guess mm-hmm. it is. Um, cause it's frozen and it's like a frozen treat. But honestly it's just some blended blueberries and he's like going to go into town on it. Um, so that's fun. Um, it's fun ways you can add that in. He'll like put a spoon of it in like a cup of water, and he thinks he made juice because it changes the color and slight difference <laughs> of flavor. Um, so I'm like, okay, you're still drinking a lot of water, so be my guest. And
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good for them. blueberries, a great brain food, and they're a good superfood that have antioxidants. Blueberries are like one of the best foods on earth, so they say, you know, that's what we've been told the marketing, right? <laughs> Blueberries
0: are good, right? Yeah. But blue fr- buying fresh blueberries is something you do when you're about to toss a salad or top some cupcakes. Because if you're just, like, having them in there, you're planning to eat them all the same day. First of all, they sell them in tiny little packages for a reason. <laughs> um, because after a couple of days with them in there, they're just not going to be the greatest.
1: Yeah. I'm learning how to scale down what i buy it, it's a hard process i don't think people quite for all of you empty nesters out there i feel your pain <laughs> um you have to really learn how to buy shop you have to learn how to shop for the amount of people that are in your household but i think it's harder to shop for one person than it is to shop for more than one person because you really you want to have different foods and experience different things throughout the day you know with your meals and different days during the week but you don't want to waste your money and food and it's tricky balance because most things that are pre-packaged like you said blueberries and most fruits that are pre-packaged vegetables whatever are packaged for more than one person Mm -hmm. and so it's like uh, and then if you go, and it's like, oh, well, just buy one or two, you know, you can't buy one or two strawberries. <laughs> you yeah. buy, you know, So it's, it, you know, it can get expensive to, you know, shop for one person when you're buying enough for three. And yeah.
0: And you have to kind of eat them all. Yeah, like, there's that. the thing, like, when you go to buy fruit, you have to buy, like, what is it, like, a pound of grapes, yeah. a pack of strawberries, yeah. and, like, fresh fruit the shelf life on that is not long <laughs> so unless you're making like smoothies every morning you're just like oh god i should eat these grapes i gotta eat these strawberries <laughs> and, like, I have,
1: yes i have gone through that stress oh uh, i have been on the phone with your grandmother like i need to eat these grapes i, I still have <laughs> like that is my and, and especially if you buy a whole watermelon i tried the buying like you know pre-cut watermelon and fruit but you know there's a lot of listeria and different things on. Know. You know, so it's kind of scary and so if i buy a whole watermelon that's one of the things i can get down because i love watermelon especially during you know if i'm working outside during the day or something. like that. but depending on the size of that watermelon it's like oh my god and then i end up saying oh here i've sent some to my grandson because luna loves watermelon oh yeah a lot of black thing people watermelon is great
0: yeah no it's fantastic
1: and it's one of the best sources of um your uh potassium like it, it has so much more potassium than people think and it counterbalances sodium so if you're having like a party it, most party foods have a lot of sodium have some watermelon seriously it will counterbalance i'm also a nurse, people <laughs> it counterbalances the intake of sodium. That potassium will help you get rid of the excess sodium. Yeah. Yeah. That's great.
0: Yeah. Speaking of parties, totally <laughs> excited about this one. Um, I am. Because you are definitely graduating with high honors. I am
1: graduating um, with,
0: high. with two um, honor societies.
1: Yes, two honor societies
0: yes so like that's great that's fun yeah um so we're gonna be doing a lot of hard celebrating because um college is no joke <laughs> <laughs> just so we know so like all the people who are like i don't know if i'm gonna celebrate when, so i'm telling you celebrate whatever you do celebrate it because all those achievements are worth achieving.
1: They are worth a celebration, even the smallest ones. You will, you don't wanna die having regretted something and you will regret not celebrating your achievements. I am telling you this, it is the truth. I do not wanna suffer an old age thinking I should have had that party with that cake. That (laughs) is not something, because it's a lot of hard work and especially through the pandemic. And working. There were times I worked as a nurse for 60 hours a week and I was taking five classes. You know, that was major. And I went to school the last two years every single semester summer, winter, spring, and fall. I did. I have not had a semester off in two years while working as a nurse and being renovating a a house and renovating a house i renovated two kitchens and up here the kitchen bath the entire apartment up here yeah it has been a long road all as a single woman and i was a landlord for three years before diana so gracefully decided to join me thank god um it has been a long exciting and i was a real estate agent yeah i made some nice money there too for you um but i had to scale that down because you have to know what opportunities to take based on the time that you have and what you need to get done Mm -hmm. so it has been a wonderful wonderful three four ten twenty years (laughs) (laughs) but this is a celebration we are going to have and we're going to do it well yes 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 yes
0: and on that note, we have a lot of prep to do because this party is in two days, um, and as we just explained, our parties are a lot. So,
1: <laughs> yes,
0: we're gonna go prep for that. Um, oh god, closings are like my weakness. Even in speech class, closings are my weakness.
1: Well, you know, you just gotta um, just sit down and start writing some closings out. Just write three or four lines, like 23 or four liners. And you know, this you know, writing is my thing. Um, just sit down and just write them out and, and you'll, different words will come to you, different feelings will come to you. Just think about um, how you would close for a different guests. You know, what you would say, Yeah. like this, this episode was kind of random, but not.
0: Yeah, it had a linear feel. First of all, that's all the episodes, so <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. This was nothing new. They all start like this.
1: <laughs> yeah, but this is a new thing for you, and so yeah, we evolve, you evolve. If you're not evolving, you're dead, so thank God for evolving. Um, right. Yeah, and you'll get better at it, that's all, you know, you get better at it. Mm. And don't, don't, this is for everybody um don't concentrate so hard on your weaknesses go hard on your strengths because that's what matters and you're strong and you're creative and you're a go-getter like your mother so you know you'll be fine it'll be okay (laughs) thank you oh
0: we're definitely gonna post i'm gonna post pictures of the fire pit um on my website because that was a fun today project. So that'll be up when you take some today while we're out there.
1: And the chairs that we just, we just left. O-M-G.
0: Just pity these chairs.
1: Some old chairs that were in the backyard when I purchased this house. They were like, we forgot to take a before picture, but they were like really grungy. They were supposed to be white. They were not anymore. Um, because they were exposed to the elements outside. Oh my God, we painted them a beautiful sea breeze color, and they are going to be in the back with the picture of the fire pit and the stone patio that we did ourselves.
0: Yes, we did ourselves. Yes. Oh yeah. we had to finish filling them.
1: Oh. Yes.
0: Okay. Yes. So we're going to go and get to all of that along with other preps. I will see you guys next week. Again, I'm Chef Phoebe, and this is Chef Phoebe's Whispers.
1: Say bye, Mom. Goodbye, everyone, and thank you for joining us, and enjoy your weekend. Bye. Love you.